Robert Delise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. All right, we are back. And what a Saturday night it was, wasn't it? Wasn't that just the beautiful game in every way, shape, and form that you imagined it growing up? <clears throat> so we're going to package the post-game analysis along with a player profile. Because to be quite honest, I don't really want to do a post-game analysis. I watched it live once. That was enough for me. Um, what the fuck was that? Can we collectively just let out a sigh of relief and realize, A, everything that could have went wrong literally did, and B, MLS did not do us any favors with that schedule. That was fucking ridiculous. You have a somewhat balanced league. Balance the time between matches. That there, This game was going to be a disaster no matter who you put out there, no matter who was on the sideline. And if you'd have done this scheduling <clears throat> to an LAFC, to an LA Galaxy, to Seattle, to the, you know, the good ones, the real good ones, this would have happened to them too. Colorado's hard enough place to play without two days of rest. What MLS did here is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Whoever's making the schedule, you need to find someone who's competent. So let's talk about this lineup, which raised some eyebrows. Marco Maric in goal. No surprise there. Adam Lundqvist at left back. He needs competition, and he needs someone to give him a break. There, I said it. Tim Parker at center pack. Same thing. He's going to need a break. Figueroa, who is 39. Funmayor, who is not played much at all, and he's our player profile tonight. Jose Bizama, another one that has not played much at all. Derek Jones, who I'm really beginning to like a whole lot. I still saw a lot of good things from him. And Darwin Saren as the holding midfielders in a 5-2-1-2? A 5-2-3, perhaps? It was different. Up front, you had uh, Christian Ramirez. Decent match from him. Nico Lemoyne and Memo Rodriguez, who is drawing some ire from the Dynamo faithful out there. Now, subs-wise, we finally saw Mateo Bahamich, but nobody looked good, except for Derek Jones. Fafa Pico came in. Joe Corona made an appearance. Boney, Boney came in in the midfield, and so did Maxi Aruti, which I didn't, I didn't see the point in trotting your starters out there. Or at least subbing off guys like Christian and Lemoyne, who, who haven't played. Leave Ramirez in. Leave Nico in. Let the guys play. It was, it was, it was, it was a waste of an evening. Okay, I watched it at home with a friend, and by halftime, I turned the shit off. I've seen this movie before. I know how it ends. As soon as marriage fucking assisted Bassett on the goal, I was like, "This is it. This is over." I mean, it was over before then. When Ramirez clawed that goal back, nice, nice, nice score, nice goal, very nice from Christian. Uh, that's one goal in once in one start. In case you were keeping count, he scored half of Maxi's goals already. This was a game that we were destined to lose. I saw this coming. I called the pregame gonna be a tough one. I did that for a reason. I don't just say gonna be a tough one because it's not. It fucking is. What did you expect? What did you really expect going to Colorado on that rest? 
And then when you saw this lineup, it became apparent you knew we were playing for a draw. But that went out the window pretty quickly. Who was it on that first goal? It was Sam Vines. I don't like him. I don't know if it's his face. He, he, I don't know what it is about Sam Vines. I'm not a fan. So what did you expect? What did you think was going to happen? That us with the fourth lowest payroll in MLS were going to pull off the upset? No, you're wrong. You're very wrong. Okay, I said ahead of, ahead of time. If I was betting on this game, I would not bet on us to win. I wonder what the odds were. It should have been high. I think it was like plus two. Like, uh, I think Colorado was like a plus 280. So grading these guys out. Marco Marich obviously took a major step back in terms of his passing distribution. We've been harping on it all year, and what he did was inexcusable. That's a bonehead move. Now, did Marco even see the guy coming? The answer is no if you watch the replay. I don't think he knew Bassett was that close. What does that fall down to? Backline not communicating. Last week, I pointed out how important Zarek Valentin appears to be in organizing that back line. No Zarek Valentin. We have our worst defensive performance of the year. We got thoroughly spanked. Like I said, at halftime, I was like, ah, I don't need to watch anymore because <laughs> I knew it was just going to end with me being frustrated and us playing boring football. Now, statistics-wise, stats-wise versus the Colorado Rapids, they had 12 shots to our eight. Five of theirs were on target. Four of ours were on target. Possession-wise, they had 63% of the ball and we had 37%. Passes, they had 550 to our 329. Pass accuracy, they were 83% to our 74%. Guys, have we even cracked 80 this year? That's a number that's got a tick higher. For real. Fouls, we each had 12. Yellow cards, they had one. We had two. Offsides, we had four. Fucking four. Okay? Corners, they had five to our zero. And we played the match at Fallis Sporting Goods Park. So like I said, it, it was not unexpected. It was going to be a tough game to begin with. Do not flip out and be like, oh, same old fucking Dynamo. They're not. The head coach was out. It was two to one. We pulled a goal back off Ramirez. If Marco Marriage doesn't make that boneheaded decision to pass the ball across his goal from basically the end line, that's a two-to-one game and maybe things go a little different. Maybe we see a different, I don't know. We see the same subs. I'm, I'm, why didn't Ari Lasseter get the start up top? That's one thing that bothers me. We ain't seen Lemoyne all year. We've seen Ari. We know what Ari can do. We know Ari looks pretty good. Where was Ari? Why don't we put Ari in? This might have been a game where you suit up a couple guys who normally don't get playing time. Right? Maybe. Here's a question that's burning a hole in my mind and in the mind of some of you. Where was Darwin Quintero? And what is his role right now? Here's what it looks like to me. I could be wrong. I'm an outsider looking in. It looks like Darwin is not happy with the role that's being asked of him. So he took his ball and he went home. I hope that's not the case. You are a professional athlete. Emphasis on the term professional. You literally get paid money to play a game. Your impact on the world is not, how do I say this? The same as like someone who's researching cures for cancer or AIDS or autism. Not the same. You get paid to kick a spherical object. That means ball. Show up. I want to stay home. We have one DP and he doesn't even travel. I don't understand what's going on with him. 
We need to get rid of him or get, he's got a big salary to sit on the bench. Either we get rid of him or maybe he becomes a cancer. Maybe he becomes a Kyoto, who, by the way, is thriving in Montreal. And I don't think he's gotten a red card this season yet, but we're only six matches in. This match, for me, looked a lot like matches last year and towards the end of Wilmer's reign. Now, we played three matches in eight days. We were on the road. Our coach was suspended, and we had a fill-in. So... This, this, don't read too much into this. Now, if this level of play and this style is what we have to watch, it's going to be a long season. We haven't done too badly. Four points from nine in the last three games. We haven't played an easy schedule. The worst team we've played is Portland, who somehow, some way, are at the bottom of the table. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. Portland will not be at the bottom of the table when the year ends, mark my words. They'll probably be in the playoffs. But move on from it. It happened. No need to go watch highlights of that one. Um, let's do some ratings briefly. Marriage 4, Lundquist 4, Parker 5, Figueroa 5, Funmayor 4. I'm just throwing these out there, man, because it didn't look good. Bizama 5. Jones, I would give a 5.5. I thought Jones has done some really nice things, and he really is looking to grow into this role he's playing. I'm very happy with Derek Jones for what we paid and what we got. He's worth it. Darwin Saran, I'd give a five. Christian, I'd give a seven. Nico Lemoyne, a five. Subs-wise, you know, like I said, we saw Bahamic for a little bit. But why didn't we see him more? I get that we're trying to play for a draw, but as soon as they go up 1-0, it's like we got to do something different. And you don't have a wing defender aside from Bizama and Lundqvist. You don't have anybody else to help on the wings. So it was an interesting lineup to say the least. I'm not a fan of five at the back. Back five. A back three with five midfielders I can stomach because then you're attacking. But a back five, dude, dude, there's, dude, your attacking options are very, very limited. So like I said, don't overreact to this. It's a one-time thing, I hope. But God, did we look like dog shit. And that's to be expected. The altitude. How many times did the announcer say, well, once they get past 20 minutes, those lungs really adjust. Really? I gotta leave a fish in a bag for an hour before I put it in a new tank. You think a human's lungs are gonna adjust in 20 minutes? Dude, it's not how that works. Fucking, it's not how it works. I didn't adjust at the altitude where I went to college at for like two weeks, man. It's getting toe up on 40s. We played Edward 40 hands and People will be passing out with 40s duct taped to their hands. You know what I'm saying, player? So, enough of the post game. Let's move on from that shit show that was our club, our one and only club, getting it every which way from Colorado. Who, looking at their lineup, man, in the ages, Colorado has some young guys that can play. I want that. I want young guys that can play. Where are our young guys that can play? Derek Jones, name me another. Oh, wait. You're going to be here a while. Derek Jones. Derek Jones, these last two games, this sucker would suit up for any squad in MLS. The rest of them? Who else would play? Tim Parker. Okay. Who else? Maybe Valentin? Anybody else? No? Pasher. Maybe. But he's hurt. Lord knows what he's going to look like when he comes back. That really bugs me. 
Because, God, that, that, I think that kid could be something not special, not a Messi, not a Ronaldo, but, you know, like just a really good story. Something that, you know, you can tell people, like, dreams do come true. Work hard enough at it. Not every dream comes true. And you can't do anything you set your mind to. Trust me, I've tried flying every day for 39 years. Never once, no matter how quick I move my arms, do my fat-ass feet get off the ground. So, player profile. Here we go. We're doing... Ah, Funmayor. His full name. Ready for this? Alejandro Enriquez Funmayor Castillo. Born 29 August 1996. He's from Venezuela. He's a defender who also dallies and moonlights it right back occasionally for our club. Our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Now, he was born in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I've heard of it. Must be a big city. He's six foot one inches tall. And he is a defender that wears kit number two. So he's kind of been around. He's been a pro since 2013. That's eight years. Okay. We're going to talk about what Funamayor needs to do. So Alejandro Funamayor came through the ranks at Carabobo. He made his professional debut at 18 years old on September 22nd, 2013, in a 2-0 win against Deportiva Leguiara. He made 11 starts in the 2016 Primera Division as Carabobo qualifies for the Copa Libertadores for the first time ever by topping the aggregate table. They had a good 2017, Funmayor and company. Carabobo finished on top of the aggregate table again and qualified again for the 2018 Copa Libertadores. Alejandro started 32 games out of 34. They had the best defense in the league, allowing 25 goals in 34 games. It's less than a goal again, less than a goal a match. Those are great numbers. Funmayor and his team reach the semifinals of the Apertura and Clashora tournaments, but they don't win. In 2017, Alejandro Funmayor was named to the team of the year for the Venezuelan Premier Division. Good job, Alejandro. Getting noticed, you're getting noticed by Matt Jordan in the Houston Dynamo. Because after five seasons with Carabobo, Alejandro decides to take his talents to the MLS, to our club, the Houston Dynamo. He signs with us on January 16, 2018, and he makes his debut three months later in a 2-0 loss to New England. Now Alejandro is going to score his first goal with the Dynamo on May 5th. And a 3-2 win against those hated evil empire motherfuckers, the LA Galaxy. Did you know that in 2018, Funmayor had three goals and one assist in 22 league appearances? Alejandro Funmayor had more goals in 2018 than Maxi Arruti has this year, and Christian Ramirez put together. Well, he's got the same amount. It's pretty close. Now, 2018, disappointing year for us Dynamo fans. We were ninth in the Western Conference, and we missed out on the playoffs. But that's the year that we won our first ever U.S. Open Cup, which Funmayor appeared four times in the tournament. And he started the final, which was a 3-0 win over the Philadelphia Union. That's right, the real city of brotherly love. I say that nowadays, and people are like, oh, you like San Francisco? And I'm like, mm, you're confusing it. Now, 2019 season rolls around, Alejandro appears on March 2nd, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like right towards the beginning of the year. March 5th, he appears 
in our 2-0 loss to Tigres in the CONCACAF Champions League. But in 2019, also known as Wilmers last year, Alejandro was going to struggle to make our starting lineup. And he goes on loan with RGV. He appears six times for RGV and eight times with Dynamo in this, yes, another year where we miss the playoffs and we have no cup glory. This is the year we blow a 2-0 lead to Sporting or Minnesota in the Open Cup. And we almost blew the lead to Austin Bold. Remember that? That was scary. Jesus. So in 2020, Alejandro's time decreases further under new head coach Tab Ramos. He only made five appearances last year. This year, he's made two. Now, some silverware and highlights from Alejandro's young career. He won the Open Cup with us in 2018. In 2017, he was named to the Venezuelan Primera Division Team of the Year. And in 2018, he was voted Dynamo Newcomer of the Year. Throughout his career, 90 games. He has five goals, two assists, and two red cards. Oh, boy, he's got a temper. I guess a little mad sometimes, you know? So, hey, Finister, now this is the part where you tell us what you expect from the player, right? That's right. What do I expect from Funmayor? Here's what I wrote. Time to shit or get off the pot with this one. He's 24. He's been here three time, three years. His playing time has dropped. It's gone down. If he is not going to cut it on this team as it is, he should be making the starting lineup. This is... This is a year where, aside from Parker, that other spot is open. It's not Figueroa's. We need to start looking younger. If Funmayor can't make this team, then we need to sell him. Transfer market has him listed at three hundred grand. There's no way he's worth that much. What he has going for him is the fact that he's 24, and he's been successful when he plays. He's not playing. So we either need to sell him and invest the money somewhere else in the team, or into the back line, into the center line, you know, the, the back row, because we are we're a little shoddy. We're a little shoddy in a lot of spots. But you know what? Sometimes a lot of, little shoddy gets you a lot of shoddy. Shoddy, shoddy. Shouty. Sell them or, or, or play them. Pick one. Sorry if I sound a little frustrated, man. Fucking doing that post game has got me fired up because that was some bullshit. And that's MLS fucking dicking us over. That was stupid. Hey, you guys get a week off and get to play at home? And you guys get fucking two days off, and you have to go to Colorado, which is a mile high into airs. Yeah, stupid. So Alejandro's got to start playing. Let's see what he's got. We know, look, look, listen. We know what this season is going to be. It's going to be a lot. I mean, a lot of tough, nerve-wracking football. Because we have the finest margins for error. We have to play almost perfect every week in order to compete. Wow, Finister. Number one, our payroll. Number two, our, quote, best, unquote, player, Quintero, is sitting at home while we travel. Like, what are we doing? It, it is time to make some, make some minds up, I, I think. I know we're still in the playoff hunt. It's a long season. But the fact that it's a long season and the fact that we just saw what our backups look like, this has got to scare you. You saw what happened when Pasher got hurt, how quickly the dynamic of the team changed. How quick, how much slower we got when you put in Memo, who we all love and we will always respect and back up. He's not Tyler Pasher. When we are not playing that quick counterattacking football, 
we get beat three to one. We do dumb shit. The mistake by Marich is inexcusable. I promise you that's a mistake he'll never make again. He won't. There's no way you make that mistake twice. You, I mean, you, millions of people saw it. I'm sure it was a highlight of the week for ESPN. And Marco, you're going to be meme famous. He'll never make that mistake again. And if he does, we find a new goalkeeper. <laughs> it's fucking that simple. We got two on the bench, but I'm still with Marco. I still am with Marco. There's lots of better goalkeepers that have done dumber stuff. I don't even know if dumber is a word, but have done stuff that is way stupider than what he did. Yes, what he did was stupid. I mean, that was like U10 stuff. But dude, he's not, he'll be fine. I hope, maybe, I don't know anymore. So, whoo, this has been it. This has been your post-game disaster show, coupled with a player profile of Alejandro Shitter Get Off the Pot Foon Mayor. Maybe I'll call <laughs> maybe I'll call the episode Shitter Get Off the Pot. But I'll star the shit. It'll be S star 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 or get off the pot. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be called. Guys, it is me, your host, Finister, along with whoever else in my head decides to make an appearance. Sometimes I feel like my life is uh What's that movie? Split? Et cetera? Et cetera? Um, yeah. Sometimes Finister isn't calling the shots. So if you like the, if you like the uh, podcast, give us a like, give us a share, give us a review, give us a rate. I'm trying to sell my tickets for Saturday's match, but the, the app's not working right. So maybe I'll give them away. Who knows? Anyway, boys and girls, this has been it, your Houston Dynapod podcast. Let's try and be positive. Let's try and keep things on the up and up. Because we know that as soon as we all start jumping on the woe is me bandwagon, shit is going to suck. There's a lot of season left. A lot of different things can happen. Matt Jordan, Brenner, go sign some DPs and or sell Quintero. I don't know. But let's get it going. Because at the rate we're going with the points we're dropping, it's only a matter of time before those teams below us start catching up. You, you know this is true. All right. I'm your host. This has been the Houston Dynapod Podcast. Let's rebound. Let's kick some Canadian ass this weekend, right? Let's give them the old hockey handshake right in the crotches. So kick some ass. Stay positive. Go Dynamo! Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again. 